When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Bruins postgame recap brought to you by the Fans First Podcast Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. It's Sunday, March 19th, the second leg of a back-to-back for the Boston Bruins. Yesterday, you listened to me talk about a, I'd say, a pretty good win against the Minnesota Wild coming out on top 5-2. to two. We're in Buffalo, a team that we pounded at home 7-2 to two earlier in March. I don't know what it is about the Bruins and scoring seven goals against the Sabres this month. Beautiful. Just simply beautiful. From start to finish, a 7 nothing Boston final. Seven different goal scorers. That's much more like the Boston Bruins. The Cap, Garnet Hathaway, Jake DeBrusque, Hampus Lindholm, a little serving of pasta, both Charlies, immaculate. Jeremy Swayman, another shutout. That's back-to-back shutouts. He hasn't given up a goal in more than 144 minutes of ice time. That's Boston Bruins hockey right there. If that doesn't give you the utmost confidence going into the last couple of games of the season... I don't know what does. The Sabres, who are a hungry team, they're a little far back to maybe think about a playoff spot, but they're not far back enough where you can um, completely eliminate them. They had 72 points coming into today. The threshold for the wild card is 78 points, so all it takes is one decent swing to flip things uh, Buffalo's way. So a team who's really hungry for uh, probably that second or any wild card spot at that point to get smacked like they did today against Boston has to just be demoralizing. On the opposite end, if you told me after the first two games of this road trip that we would then win the next three outscoring your opponents by a margin of 15 to 2... You'd call me a little cuckoo right there. Really impressed all the way around. And I think what that allowed Jim Montgomery to do, I talked about it after yesterday's game, is time on ice load management. Who was the forward that had the most time on ice for the Bruins today? But Charlie Coyle. 17.56 time on ice for forwards. Again, Pasternak back there at 17.50, so... Six of one, half dozen of the other, I guess, different lines. But what's important to me is looking at the time on ice for Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand and David Krejci. Patrice Bergeron, 11.39. Brad Marchand, 13.21. David Krejci didn't even play today. It was his turn and Dmitry Orlov's turn to rotate out. A.J. Greer and Jakob Zborol came in. 
I'm sure Krejci is feeling a little sore. He must have needed that rotation a lot, just some wear and tear of playing so many games this season. Um, Orlov, good for him for finally taking that set. He's been doing yeoman's work. He's been an absolute workhorse since he came into this Boston lineup after the trade. Nice to see him get a little set. That's kind of what you need going forward. I don't know whether we'll see Bergeron sit for a game if we'll see Marshawn sit for a game. But to have Krejci be able to sit for today, give himself a little bit more rest, and then put up the kind of results that the Bruins did this afternoon, just absolutely stupendous. Even margin of shots on goal, 26-26. Bruins had the advantage in face-offs. The only gripe I would still have maybe is undisciplined penalties with the Hathaway slashing in the first period. The Bergeron holding against Jack Quinn, to me, that's just a bogus call. I thought that was pretty soft, and Quinn doing a, a good little pirouette on the ice to maybe draw that. Certainly got chippy later on, Dylan Cousins and Trent Frederick. Great on Trent Frederick's rebound. He was getting pounded pretty early on. I think Cousins caught him pretty off guard because Dylan Cousins is not known to be a fighter. And then once Trent Frederick got his bearings, he threw a good haymaker or two. Uh, very lucky for the Bruins on four power play opportunities as called by the stats to not give up anything, to not give up any goals today. But still, you'd rather stay out of the box and not give any team the opportunity with the man advantage. Jeremy Swayman coming up big. You know, when you're down the stretch, you're hitting the playoffs, Allmark's done so well this season, and now you see Swayman just pulling every stop out of the bag. That's got to scare so many opposing teams. Not that it's in earlier in the season when these guys have both been doing so well this entire season, but to now come into any game again against these Boston Bruins and you're an opposing team and you go, oh God, I'm facing Linus Olmark. That's going to be a tall task. Oh no, I'm facing Jeremy Swayman. He's got back-to-back -back shutouts going and he's on a hot streak right now. I wonder whether that means you ride the hot hand of Jeremy Swayman for a little bit and give Linus a little bit of load management. Obviously, there's a little difference with goalies that um, these guys have been load managing each other all year, so they go back and forth and back and forth. But maybe you give Swayman the next game just to give Olmark that little bit of rest. You want these guys feeling as good as they can going forward. I'm not saying you ride Swayman for the rest of the season, but maybe you give Sw um, Jeremy Swayman that one extra game to play just to implement that little bit of rest for Linus Olmark. You never know. You're doing it with the forwards. You're doing it with the defense. You've got two goaltenders who you can clearly both wholeheartedly trust. We'll see what Jim Montgomery decides to do because what he's decided to do in the wake of that two-game losing streak earlier in this road trip, it's been impressive. They've, they went from, okay, we still had a rough game, but we had a good win, to yesterday we played a little bit better and we had a decent win, to, okay, I think we're back to where we need to be and a very impressive win. What's next for Boston? They're back at home. I think that's the last truly extended road trip of the season. They take on Ottawa, who last time they played, the Bruins got the better of them. They're still a very pesky team, those Ottawa Senators. 
you always have to keep your eye on them because they can keep the Bruins on their heels. They play fast. They play hard. They've got a really good core. That's Tuesday at 7 o'clock at TD Garden. But still, to end your last real extended road trip of the season, 3-2 and two after the way you started, I think the Bruins should give themselves a pat on the back. They dealt with that adversity, and they should go from there and feel pretty good for the rest of the season. In any case... Bruins fans should rejoice about this weekend, a 5-2 win on Saturday against the Minnesota Wild, and a 7-0 victory this Sunday against the Buffalo Sabres. We'll be back on Tuesday talking Bruins Senators. I'm Jake Reiser. Thanks for listening.